It is Wednesday, two, 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 zero, two, two. And I am in Columbia, South Carolina. Thanks for listening to me right now. If you are in, you are in the future, if you're listening to me. Because it is now, but now it is now. Anyways. Talking about getting robbed. And funny enough, so this story is about getting robbed at gunpoint in Panama City, Central America. Beautiful place. And, uh, boy, this happened like 10 years. Yeah, like more than 10 years ago now? Is that how long, how long it's been? Holy shit. I couldn't even give you the year on this. 2009, maybe? Jeez. Yeah, must have been maybe eight, maybe seven. Just today, I looked into getting a gun. Just today, I'm 42. I think gun ownership is a good thing. I think you should be able to have a technology that you can protect yourself with now. The problem is they're so restricted everywhere that's like, well, shit, people that are breaking the law and they got a gun in a public place and they pull it out on you, fuck, what are you going to do? Yep, happened to me, got robbed. Panama City. I, uh, let's see, I was in medical school at the time. And studying for a big exam studying for the step one, the United States medical license exam, step one. And, uh, you know, one of these exams that determines your future, kind of like the SAT or the MCAT. Took three times to get into med school. Uh, 32. So I ended up with 24, 24, 32. 12 verbal. Anyways, so I am, uh, let's see, I'm in my, I've completed my first year of medical school. And my second year of medical school. And in between that year, those two years, I had taken a year off of... (laughs) A medical leave of absence. Uh, I was having some. I was having some problems. Things weren't going too good. Uh, I don't know if. I, I, it is what it is. During that time in between, I had traveled a bunch. I went to Costa Rica. I worked on a ranch. I was uh, thoroughly enjoying my life, uh, trying to. Uh, sort through my my twenty first twenty couple twenty four five years of life and yeah whatever um, you know when you're you know my family pretty generous to me as far as education and you know I had jobs but it wasn't like I was like yeah you need to go get a job or I got a scholarship in college my my parents put me through private school high school uh, you know 
So basically I had, I took, I used the loan money that I had from school. I had left over or I don't know, you know, I had a couple thousand in the bank and I thought I had money, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm going to go travel. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, it was awesome. I highly recommend going to Costa Rica as soon as you can. Save up some money, go, you know, get off the hamster wheel, whatever. So I'd gotten kind of comfortable, and I had actually taken a bus from Mexico all the way down to <clears throat> to Costa Rica on a separate trip, not down to Panama. Maybe, maybe, maybe I did go all the way down to Panama. Yeah, I think actually I did. So I felt pretty comfortable, pretty confident down Central America. You know, I traveled to Mexico and had decent Spanish. Um, shoot, I was training judo. I'd just been training judo for about a year. So I was feeling pretty confident. And So there's the uh, this big exam coming up. I, I'm done with my second year of med school. <clears throat> Some people take like a month <clears throat> to study for this exam, like... 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., whatever, or more. I was always more of a crammer for exams. And I'm no bookworm. I'm no, you know, but I passed some exams. Hey, thank you, Adderall. Um, and caffeine. So a lot of people take really long time to study for this exam. And some people, you know, go somewhere else, stay in hotels or you know, go back home to their parents' house or something and just, like, lock themselves in a room to study for this exam. And I, uh, for some reason, I decided that I'd be better off just taking a couple books with me and surfing every day and studying every day. I I just figured this would be the best thing to do. So I was like, hey, I'm going to get out of here. I don't know what was distracting me in Chapel Hill at the time for my studies. I don't know if I was like, I don't know. I decided to go. It was the cheapest flight ever to go. You know, I was going to go back to Costa Rica. Well, there's a girl involved too. So there's this girl in Costa Rica from Colombia and uh, her name was Sandra and she's awesome. Really awesome. So I was like, and she was in Costa Rica, you know, and uh, she's pretty busy. So when it's like, hey, let's get a hot, let's, you know, let's stay in a hostel. $12 a night. Great coffee. Just get up, study, surf, study, surf. Hang out, drink coconuts. And do that for as long as I can. I mean, pretty fucking crazy decision for me to fly down to Panama City with... A couple of books, a couple of pair of boxers, and some swim trunks, some shirts. So that's what I did. Uh, I don't know if I brought any Adderall with me, but... So I find a, somebody on couch surfing. I had done a couple of things on couch surfing where I'd stayed with people, and it was pretty fun. You know, it's kind of awkward, but... Uh, it's a great way to just go check places out and uh, meet cool people. 
and, uh, you know, not have to spend like 70 bucks on a hotel. Hotels are fucking creepy too. I don't know. A lot of times. So flying to Panama City. I think it's like, yeah, it's probably summertime. May, June, July. Is that right? Is it summertime? I don't fucking... It's probably early summer. It's probably like early May or something, or late May or June or something. And I find this guy who's staying in a basically a high-rise in Panama City. I'm like, I'm going to crash with this dude and dig Panama City and study and hang out. And uh, that's kind of, you know, just get my feet down and fly to Panama City and go meet this guy. And yeah, he's got a little place, a little bed for me to sleep on. And it's next to a window, you know, pretty chill. And he's got two girls with living with him. It was kind of a hip little scene. I don't know. They were, I don't know what they did. Something on the computer. I think he was like a programmer. He was in tech. These people were fine. It was like on the 15th floor of this place called the Mirador. And I'm going to the, to the mall. And I'm basically just bringing my books, walking around, checking shit out, looking around. And then sitting down and studying. I mean, I probably got nothing done, but I had a headlamp, so I was just, you know, on the flight, studying the whole time, just looking at my books and shit, and, you know, no internet, no movies, so, hey, maybe it was working. I'm going to the mall, they have a really nice little mall, it's like a Panama, you know, it's like developing nation, and, uh going to the food court and just get getting table or you know sitting next to the fountain studying and I'm walking around Panama and <clears throat> Panama City and uh, I got to exploring a little bit more <clears throat> and uh, a lot of construction in Panama City when I was there I mean just tons of high rises going up just these crazy Crazy number of high rides. I mean, just ridiculous. And you could see guys just hanging off the side of them. And there were guys on like, you know, just doing the most crazy work. And it was kind of mind bending. And then not only were these skyscrapers like blotting out the sun, but underneath them and, you know, kind of in the rubble, there was a little shanty town. Or something, you know, whatever you think of as like a favela or like, you know, it was, it was a really poor area and there was a lot of trash. And so this part of Panama is the oldest part of Panama. It's called Panama City. It's called Boco La Caja, Mouth of the Box. And it is the original fishing village, from what I understand, from what I've read, of Panama City where, you know, there's a lot of history, obviously, Panama City, and the people live there, have really lived there for a long time, and they were, I mean, basically getting pushed out. I mean, you can pretty much tell that it was like, wow, this is, 
but there's the water came right up to their houses basically you know low tide the ocean was you know or whatever little estuary or was right up to these little and there's tons of boats down there all these things floating you know trash floating and just muck basically and just a lot a lot of muck and and so I'm walking around I'm like wow what a contrast these this muck and these skyscrapers and it was it was crazy you know at that point I you know delusional I'm like I'm on I'm a Nat Geo photographer I'm you know I started taking pictures <clears throat> with my brand new iPhone my 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 very own iPhone that's probably <laughs> That's probably when the world started going downhill for me. When I got my first iPhone. And I got a little like a like a little sling sack, you know, like one of those little satchel things, shoulder satchel. A little bit of a man purse. <clears throat> and I got two or three books in there. <clears throat> I had some snacks. I had some earplugs, a little bit of money probably in there. And in my pocket, I have my wallet and my cell phone. But I'll have my cell phone out like a dumbass, taking pictures, taking pictures. And there were these cranes, these like egrets, really super white. And they were like picking through the muck, you know, getting bugs and or whatever, fish and... I was taking pictures of those. They were really great pictures. Uh, so I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I, you know, I took a couple turns and <clears throat> I started noticing the neighborhood was getting a little bit, a little bit worse, a little bit worse. And then some guy walked by me. And I think he called me uh, like puta or something like that. He you know, he just gave me these nasty eyes like he wanted to kill me. And I was like, huh, I wonder what his problem is, you know? Because at this point in my life, I have, you know, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not from the streets. I'm from the suburbs, you know, probably upper middle class family. My dad's a doctor, but, you know, he thinks he's working class, but whatever. So this guy's walking by me, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I keep going, and then I, like, <clears throat> started walking on the fucking highway. Like, it, I mean, it was, there's water, and there's, like, big, you know, there's a lot going on. There's cars. There's not people, but there's just cars. And it's the, it's the fucking highway, but it's like an overpass, almost. It's like a, it's like a bridge going over this, like, estuary. And uh, on one side is, like, the cars in the ocean. Well, first, before I get up there to this, you know, this, so this highway is there, but kind of under it is this little shanty town, Boko Lakaha. And I'm like, wow, you know, I see some like little soccer fields and I see people hanging up their laundry and like, you know, guys who just like showered off or something and like, you know, people just living their lives down there. And uh, I think I talked to one kid or something. And I said, like, hey, man, isn't this, this is kind of crazy. I mean, these buildings are, you know, like, 
wow. And he just looked at me like I was from fucking outer space or, you know. And, uh, and then like, there's like kind of a, almost like a group of people sort of like, not like surrounded me, but sort of like became aware of my presence. Sort of like, it was like, they they were paying attention to me. There's like four or five people. And this one guy's like, you know, oh, you can go back down this way, but don't go this way or. You know, and it, it would not have been good if I'd have gone any further down in there because I was getting ready to walk into some real stupid shit. And I see from a distance that there's two ladies. They're hanging up their laundry. They must have been 50 yards away at least. And they start doing this action like 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 flinging something, like you'd fling a... Like almost like a backhanded slap, but like your wrist where you like kind of just pop your wrist and your elbow, like get out of here, like shoo. And then they did another motion where it was like reaching into your pocket and pulling something out. And they were doing that repeatedly. Like they're going to pull the shit out of your pocket. Get the fuck out of here. Get out. They were like, get, get the fuck out of here. They're going to pull it out of your pocket. And I was like, oh, okay. That registers. I need to get the fuck out of here. So I start walking pretty briskly. And mind you, this is like going over random shit and trash and like walking up a hill and jumping a fence or going under a fence. So now I'm on the highway again. I'm on the highway now. And I'm up on, walking on this highway and I, I'm on, I, I decided to keep going the way I was going. And I start walking and then there's like, I see across the way in this little shanty town, there's like, like 10, maybe kids, not, not, they were adolescents. I was way bigger than all of them, but in way, they were probably, they are probably in ages from like, you know, 12 to maybe 20 and they were do they were bouncing around. I mean, they were going I don't know what they were excited about, but they were like it was I couldn't read the language, but I was like I knew they were talking to me. It was almost like when you're in high school or middle school and there's like another school and like you know, you're sitting across the bleachers from the other school and people are like, you know, doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this point in my life, I'm playing judo. And I'm, I'm not afraid of anybody. I will, I will take those guys. So then this one kid breaks from the crowd and starts striding across this this muck at low tide. I mean, he did it so agilely. I was like, wow. I mean, it, it was like he was walking on water. And uh, so he starts coming up to me, and he comes up to me. And there's a fence in between us, and he's like, I'm like, hey, man, wow, this is crazy, you know, like, wow, you guys live here, and there's all this trash and these huge buildings, and, you know, I just think I'm some kind of regular humanitarian or something, or, I don't remember what the fuck he said, but he was a tall kid, brown, you know, moreno, Latino. And, uh, 
And he's like, man, you got any, you got anything, you got anything to eat? And I was like, yeah, man, I got some peanuts, man. So I, I gave him some peanuts. I, I might have given him the whole bag. I don't remember. Anyways, I'm like, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Can I keep going this way? And he's like, nah, man, you got to go back that way, dude. You got to go back that way. It was almost like I was asking him if I was okay, and I don't know. I think he was maybe. Anyways, so he walks back down to his, you know, across the way, and I keep, I keep going, and I'm walking, and I'm not more than, not more than 30 seconds passes, and I see another guy, I don't think it's the same guy, pretty sure it wasn't the same guy, similar looking, except this guy now, and there's like a, you know, there's a fence in between us and like a, like a, I think there's concrete, maybe like a little concrete, three foot concrete thing or something like that, you know, so cars don't fly off the road. Maybe not. Definitely a, like an eight foot fence or something. I'm on the highway. There's cars going by me. And I see this guy and he's just leaning against the fence, like waiting for me almost. And, uh, I'm walking and, you know, I I walked up to him with a lot of confidence. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm thinking, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm playing judo. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm tough and all this shit. And I mean, I just, I just squared right up to him and, and, uh, I saw that he had a, uh, a gun, a revolver with a wooden handle and red electrical tape wrapped all around it. Uh, The first thing that my mind registered was, that looks like a murder weapon. Uh, He started talking to me. I think he said, hey, I'm from Colombia. I want all your stuff something like that, and I was like, hey man, no problem, you got it, or, you know, todo bien, that kind of thing, and so I take off my knapsack, man purse, and set it down, and so this guy had a, I noticed he had a tattoo of a cackling cartoon character, I know that sounds crazy, cackling cartoon character on his chest with like a like a like a stogie kind of like flying out like ah, ha, 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 with like a like a stogie anyways it looked like a prison tattoo uh, and he had braces the guy had fucking braces another tall guy and brown bug in here so I take my bag off set my man purse down and this guy's like I don't know what went through my head well I'll tell you exactly what I reached down when I put my thing on the ground and then I reached down to get a book out of it 
uh, I think I said I have a big exam. I need my book. In Spanish. Tengo un examen grande. Y necesito mi libro. I don't think I probably said it that good. But I literally was like, I fucking need this book to study. If I don't get this book, I could fail the exam and then my life's basically over. So, and it was a red physiology book written by Costanzo from MCV VCU. Now, great physiology book. I think it's called, I think it was Board Review Series. So, as I'm reaching down to get this book, without, I mean, I didn't, you know, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick this book up because I need it. And, you know, again, my, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. The guy shoots the gun off, all right? I don't know if he shot it at me, if he shot it into the air, but there was a fucking gunshot uh, right next to me. I didn't see him shoot the gun. As soon as he shot the gun off, I heard a lot of people scream. This is the middle of the day. If I didn't already say that. And I immediately reached into my pockets, grabbed my cell phone and my wallet, and threw them like frisbees in his direction. You know, imagine like curling or just you know sliding something over somebody. As I backed away, in my pockets, just frisbees like, Boom, just bro, take it, bro, you got it. Now, again, there's a fence in between us. So this guy has to like reach under the fence like you're like you, if you ever play tennis, you know, hey, you know, I'm a spoiled rotten kid, I play tennis. Sometimes there's a gap and you have to, you know, the ball will, will be able to fit under the fence. And you gotta you gotta pull the fence back and reach under outside. Well, that's, that's what he had to do. And he grabbed my cell phone. So he grabs my cell phone. And then almost as soon as he had his hand on it, he looks up. I think he's looking at me. But he's looking past me. And his eyes get giant. Like, holy shit. And the guy turns and runs. And I'm like, what the fuck? I turn around. There is a squad of police behind me. There's two guys on bikes that ditch their bikes immediately and go running after this guy. There's probably two more cop cars. You know, not your typical, but you know, probably like Honda Civics or something. And there's a guy with a shotgun. These guys have literally like bullets across their chest and shit. 
what do you call it? It's like a fucking a sash or a... And they're like, holy shit, bro. What are you doing here? People get killed here every day. Yeah, somebody called. Said there was a gringo walking around here about to die. So, yeah. So the guy gets away with my cell phone. I get my bag, my book, my passport, my wallet, money, you know, snacks. But he's got my iPhone, my brand new iPhone. Oh, no. And uh, so we get back to the police station and they start bringing, I think I bought a pack of cigarettes, started smoking. They start bringing all these, I'm sitting in the thing, I call, I think I called my parents or something and was like, yeah, I got robbed in Panama. They're like, what the fuck are you doing in Panama? start bringing guys in I think I gave her I might have given a report at this time I'm not sure if I'd given a police report yet but they start bringing guys in and they ain't got the guy they got some other other dudes I didn't recognize any of the guys basically I file a report I get a translator a hot, a pretty hot chick. And I have to go back the next day and like ID these guys in a lineup. So these, there's a guy, they got like five, they got two different lineups. Cause they got like, I had, they, I given them, des- described two suspects for them. A taller guy. And then this other guy who basically tried to lure me in there was playing some kind of bait or something. And uh, I didn't recognize the tall guy with, you know, the gun. And I was like, hey, you know, this guy had a really distinctive tattoo. It was a cackling cartoon. You know, just have these guys take their shirts off. And then I'll be able to tell. And they're like, nope, can't do that. I was like, why not? I don't know. They probably didn't have the guy. And they probably knew it. They probably looked at tattoos and all that shit. And I was like, okay. Well, this guy had braces. So just have him smile. Or let me see their teeth. And they're like, nah, can't do that. I was like, well, why not? It's probably because they didn't get the guy. But 
that doesn't really matter, does it? As long as they get a guy. So he's like, all right, which ones do you think it is? Well, it kind of looks like two, kind of looks like four. But again, you know, he had a very distinctive tattoo. So if I could just see if he has a tattoo, I would know for sure. And also, he had braces. If I could just see if he has braces, I would know for sure. Not, can't do that. You think it's four? And I ended up, I don't even remember if I told him yeah or no. I don't think it would have mattered anyways. Might have told him yes. But the other lineup, shorter guys, and I definitely recognized the guy. And it was it was fucked up because, you know, they have them in the lineup. There's like five of them. And it's like number, number three, step forward. And the guy stepped forward and like literally started shaking because he knew he was fucked. So I go back. Deal with all that shit. And I go back to the mirror door where I'm staying. This hotel. Not a hotel. It was couch surfing, but it was like a... It might have been a hotel slash, you know, you could probably... I think it was his condos. But there was a there was an armed security guard at the front. And I'm walking up. And, you know, the guy's... Younger guy, he's like, hey, man, dude, you're in the paper. You're, I mean, I was, he was like, you're in, like, I was on, like, page three of the local paper, you know, on Spanish. And they show, like, dead bodies and shit on the front. I mean, they they could have shown my dead body, you know, they, they show bloody, dead, shot people on those magazines all the time. They show boobs. It's crazy. Hey, it's what sells. So the guy reads, I think I get a clipping, yeah, I get a clipping, but I read it in Spanish, I think he reads it, or said my name, and then it said that I was robbed in that condo on the 17th floor, 13th, I can't remember, 17th probably, and that the robbers stole my cell phone and $450 worth of cash. Which was the price of the cell phone that I described. So, crazy. Tried to track the cell phone, you know. They, that, that wasn't really happening on those first generation iPhones. But I couldn't. I couldn't help wondering, like, when he brought that iPhone back into the, you know, if he got away or, you know, what happened to that phone? Like, did they turn it on and just look at it like, holy fucking shit, what is this? Like, they weren't going to get iPhones there for a couple more years, probably. I mean, and this is like a year's worth of work for people down there. You know, those people probably. And those people, I mean, like poor poor people living in that neighborhood. 
don't mean like all the people there because there's tons of rich people down in Panama City. I mean, you, you know, a lot of medicine going on down there, a lot of medical tourism. But it must have been pretty weird, pretty crazy, maybe even kind of cool. I like to think about that. I mean, it was almost like a... Well... So, ended up spending, uh, finally getting on the bus, getting the fuck out of there, heading up to coast, crossing the border, going to Costa Rica, hanging out with the girl. I don't, I don't think she had a boyfriend at the time. I think we hung out. I can't remember if I stayed with her. I think it was pretty good. Probably... Probably went, I might not even gone surfing that much because the waves are fucking crazy, but, um, I've almost died a couple times in Costa Rica, but that was one of them. And, uh, on this day that I'm considering being a firearm owner, although that wouldn't have protected me then, it's... You got to use common sense. Don't go in places. Don't don't give people an opportunity to rob you. You know. And also, if they're going to rob you, if they're really going to rob you, just give them your shit. You know. Uh, I mean, if they try to hurt you, then, you know, obviously I'd say you got to control the situation, but... I mean, obviously, protect yourself, defend yourself, but I didn't have much of a choice. You know, when someone has a gun on the other side of a fence, there's no way I can't touch him. He could definitely have touched me, as they say.